0: If you've ever joined a new company, you've most likely gone through an onboarding process designed to integrate you into the organization and familiarize you with their clients, products, and services. Did you know that, according to McKinsey, 27% to 46% of executives who transition into a new role are regarded as failures or disappointments two years later? Welcome to Episode 144 of This Shit Works, a podcast dedicated to all things networking, relationship building, and business development. I'm your host, Julie Brown, speaker, author, and networking coach, and today I am discussing why internal networking is the key to corporate onboarding success. Welcome to This Shit Works, your weekly no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and way more success with your host, Julie Brown. Here we go. Ideas for podcast episodes come to me from everywhere, but this particular one literally stared me right in the face. The latest issue of Harvard Business Review had in big, bold letters on the cover, How to Succeed Quickly in a New Role, a Guide to Building Strategic Relationships. I was like, yeah. I'm all in. Tell me about it. So I turned to the article co written by Rob Cross, professor at Babson College, Greg Pryor, senior VP at Workday, and David Sylvester, director of executive recruiting at Amazon Web Services. The article had some startling observations and statistics, like the one I mentioned at the top of this episode. The article didn't just focus on onboarding of outside talent into a new company, but also people who are promoted within an existing organization. A Gatner survey indicated that a full 49% of people promoted within their own organizations are underperforming up to 18 months after those moves. Most people who are hired or are promoted have been thoroughly vetted for the role. They have the skills and the experience. The research presented in this article showed that the one overlooked prerequisite for transition success was the effective use of internal. Networks. A quote from the article states that the people who are most predictive, innovative, and engaged in new roles are those who establish extremely broad, mutually beneficial, uplifting relationships from the start. And yet, of all the people studied in the research, only a quarter of the people said their employers encouraged new people or promoted people to create internal networks. The article went on to say that 88% of companies do not have onboarding programs for people who are being promoted from within, and only 20% of companies surveyed indicated that helping new hires establish critical organizational networks is an objective of their onboarding process. Companies can and should be helping new employees and those transitioning to other parts of the company. Build relationships with colleagues across different departments and levels of seniority. This in particular is important because most people do not feel comfortable networking and relationship building with people deemed at a higher level or seniority within the company. When we encourage this, when we encourage this kind of networking, it helps new employees feel more integrated into the company culture and gain a better understanding of the company's values and goals. Additionally, Internal networking can provide new employees with opportunities to learn about different job functions, different career paths within the company. By connecting with employees in different departments, new employees can gain a broader perspective of the company's operations and identify areas of interest for their own career development. Overall, internal networking can be a valuable tool for supporting corporate onboarding by helping new employees build relationships, learn about the company culture, and gain a better understanding of the company's operations. This article was extensive, and I encourage you to read it in its entirety because I'm literally just scratching the surface here. But think about this. Considering that the latest findings are that 69% of people are unsatisfied with the amount of social connection they have at work. 43% 43% don't feel a sense of connection with coworkers. 38% say they don't trust their coworkers. And 44% don't have a true friend at work. These statistics stand to reason that if we want our employees to perform better, we should encourage and provide tools and opportunities to network throughout the company, to make friends, and not just in the tired old ways companies have been doing it for years, like providing lame social hours within the office, or encouraging people to join in on outside activities, but by being really strategic about creating opportunities for people to know and learn from all of the people within the company. Examples of this stated in the article were thoughtfully establishing norms for sharing expertise in meetings so that everybody feels like they have the ability to talk up in meetings and share their ideas, pairing newcomers with veterans, and continuing the onboarding programs well into the first year of employment or transition. I mean, think about that. Think about how short most onboarding programs are. Create leadership training that cuts across silos. Yeah, that would be important. And flagging ineffective networking practices that you're using already. Like you're using them all the time, but they're just ineffective. Like I said, This is a truly expansive article, and I'm so glad that it is shining a light on how important internal networking and relationship building is to employee success. I'm going to put a link to the entire article in the show notes. You might need a membership to access it, but I'm going to put a link in there anyways so that you can read it. And with that, we're on to the drink of the week, which hopefully none of you are having. The drink of the week is called Bad Day at Work and it comes to us from the New York Times. Here's what you're going to need. One shot of your best gin, three, oh jeez, the juice of three clementine oranges. I mean, really, are you going to sit there and juice three freaking clementines? I mean, who even has clementines in their kitchen? I say you can substitute just plain orange juice for this. Okay, so the juice of three clementines. Okay. One teaspoon of simple syrup and a splash of seltzer. What you're going to do is combine all ingredients over a tumbler of crushed ice, stir, and enjoy. All right. That's it for this week, friends. If you, oh gosh, if you have not signed up for my upcoming interactive hands on workshop from unread to riveting, how to email cold leads without being a hot mess with the one and only Terry Trespicio, you must sign up. The workshop is May 24th from 5 to 6 30 p.m. And it's interactive. Come with a cocktail in hand and get ready to learn how to slay cold email reach outs. A link to sign up is in the show notes. Or you can go to terrytrispiciocom slash hot mess. Either, either way, we'll get you to, to the link to sign up for the webinar. I'm so excited for it. It's not a webinar. It's a workshop. It's an interactive workshop with me and, and Terry. Okay, that's it. As always, if you like what you heard today, please leave a review and subscribe to the post- podcast. Also, please remember to share the podcast to help it reach a larger audience. If you want more Julie Brown, you can find my book, "The Shit Works, on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. You can find me on LinkedIn at JulieBrownBD. Just let me know where you found me when you reach out. I am Brown underscore BD on the Instagram, or you can pop on over to my website, JulieBrownBD.com. Don't forget to sign up for that workshop. It's going to be so much fun. Until next week, cheers